Spoiler alert! This podcast will discuss events in the most recent episode of the television show it covers. If you do not wish to be spoiled, please watch the most recent episode before listening. Dedicated to Showtime series Homeland, you are listening to the Homeland Field Division podcast. And now here's your host, Matt Murdick. Hey there, and welcome to Homeland Field Division podcast, episode 33 of the podcast, reviewing season 5, episode 3 of Homeland on Showtime. This episode is titled Superpowers. It was written by Alex Gonza and Meredith Stein and directed by Keith Gordon. My name is Matt Murdick, and I am from homelandfielddivision.wordpress.com. That's where you can find all of the contact information and social media links. If you want to, you can follow us on Twitter at Homeland Field, or you can send an email to homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com. Enough about the podcast. Let's go ahead and talk about this episode, Superpowers, again, written by Alex Gonza and Meredith Stein and directed by Keith Gordon. Uh, first of all, I apologize for the tardiness of the podcast this week. Uh, again, I wasn't able to see the episode until I got to my Showtime Anytime app uh, on Monday afternoon. So you're getting this podcast probably Monday evening at the earliest. And there's a lot of things that we got to catch up on from what I said last week. I kind of missed the play that Carrie might actually return back to Germany and use Durings help, I guess, to find some kind of safe house and then is sending her daughter away in order to protect her family rather than uh, staying where she was. That was actually a good call. I just didn't happen to think of it at the time. So uh, as I often say on many a podcasts across the ones that I do, I was wrong, but I'm happy to be wrong. It made for a much more compelling episode than Carrie just running around a Hezbollah camp the whole time. I don't think that would have been very exciting. Uh, Instead, we get all of this great drama in this particular episode. Another play that I might have missed, it's really weird what's going on with Saul right now. I said last week that it looked like Saul had put that message in the box, and that's really the only thing that makes sense. As far as I know, only Saul and Quinn... They're the only two that know about the box, and certainly the beard coloring of the gentleman who put Carrie's name in the box seemed to indicate that it was Saul, but maybe not, because uh, I get this tweet from Snow Lisi who says, is it really Saul who leaves Carrie's name for Quinn? I rewound three times, my TV was too dark, and I can't really tell for sure. I still think that it was, but I don't understand why now, especially once you get to this end of the episode and Quinn doesn't kill Carrie outright that seems a little strange although I don't know exactly what that drug was that he gave her we're gonna have to find out I'll talk more about that in a minute though because there's still a whole lot of stuff in this episode to try and digest and make sense of because some of it just flat out confused me I'll be the first to admit and I guess that's probably the purpose and I'm sure that there are subtle little clues all over the place that once we finish the season and we look back we'll see them but I'm sure not seeing them right now. I need your help. Send me an email, homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com to let me know what I missed once I get done saying what I think I caught. Um, one thing that I did catch was the fact that Dara Dahl was going to not 
be removing uh, Saul in place of keeping Allison there, but does it really matter? Because by the end of this, Saul and, and Allison are together. So I, I that was something that just totally threw me as well. I don't understand what that means. And, you know, it also makes me wonder what the heck this whole thing, this conversation between Saul and Allison where he called Allison out on calling Dara Dahl, um, was that just something to be, you know, in case the CIA is being monitored? Was that something that was to be said in order to, you know, throw people off the trail? Because it seems like Saul is... Um, leaving lots of clues everywhere uh, to misdirect certain people like the Israeli intelligence. Um, that was really wild. Um, this whole trip of Saul going on, he's getting the ambassador removed. He of uh, the U.S. ambassador removed in order to take the fall for Allison. He's with Allison. Um, very strange. I don't understand what's going on there. But the whole time, you know. It seems like everybody in the world has this intelligence about Carrie being at the Hezbollah camp and her being the one to reach out to Hezbollah. Um, I wouldn't think that everybody would have that information. It seems very strange that everybody does. So is this part of the mislead for this big operation, evidently, that that Saul and Dar are planning? Um, Who are they taking out? I mean, obviously, they're not taking out the person that Israel, the Israeli ambassador thinks they are because uh, that seems to be part of the whole misdirect. But I don't know what's going on here, and I don't know why Kerry is involved in this in, in any way, shape, or form because Saul is going to during and asking questions. Allison is looking for Kerry to make contact with Laura. There's a whole bunch of things going on here that just don't make a whole lot of sense in relation to Carrie's name being in the box. So kind of weird. And then we have Quinn show up there. Um, So let's go ahead and go through all of Carrie's stuff because Carrie's stuff was just absolutely amazing this week. Um, The downfall of Carrie, I guess, is what we'll call it. But uh, drinking again, nine months of sobriety, and now she's drinking again. The poor girl, she she's in a spot. I understand that. And it makes sense that if she went off her meds and was more unstable, that she would go back to these old ways. It just seems it's just such a shame, though. Um, leading up to that, I did love the fact that Carrie trusts Jonas enough to tell him about her, the way she deals with the bipolar, and how that gets her to a different place when she's off the meds. And really, you know what? When she reveals that she's been off the meds for three days already, then that makes all of the kind of subtle changes in, in Carrie's character in this episode leading up to that point And shortly after, um, gosh, you just got to give it to Claire Danes for the way that she does that very subtly. Um, but Oh my gosh. Um, she's done it so often for us in the past few seasons that it's kind of hard to give her those props anymore because you just kind of expect it. Um, but she or she is just slightly more frazzled. You could say that she would be frazzled because, you know, somebody is targeting her and, and that. But I, I think it's more to points more towards the the whole fact of the matter that uh, she's been off the medication for three days by the time she tells Jonas. And I love that Jonas is helping her try and figure this out. But God, man, wouldn't you freak out if you found out that Carrie was responsible for all of those people? 167 names. 
in Pakistan uh, back in her days as the quote-unquote drone queen. And finally, that that line, the thing that drives her over the edge to, to start drinking it is the line about how do you live with yourself? I mean, that really drops a bomb on her, and then she starts drinking, and as her condition is, you know, excelling or whatever, I don't know how you exactly describe a bipolar condition where the meds are wearing off more and more and more and more and more. She then uh, has that uh, hallucination of Ian and and that whole thing about the angels, and gosh, it was just all so compelling to me. Um Poor Carrie, I just want to say, you know, don't do this to yourself. And the way that she talks to Jonas once she's just like full overboard and starting on the cusp of crashing, or you think that she's on the cusp of crashing. I mean, that was all such amazing acting. And I hurt for Jonas and and I hurt for her. And I just want to shake her and say, there's got to be a better way for you. Can't you get away from this? Um, but evidently there's not. It's just, oh, yeah, you know, and these whole flashbacks with, or I guess not flashbacks, but hallucinations showing somebody that has been in her life before, like last year they did it with Brody. Now it's Ian's turn. And I guess the common ground is that she slept with both of them. She feels responsible for both of their deaths. Um, she sees them when her mind has been altered by drugs, but not been, uh, on the medication that she's supposed to be on. Oh, boy. And she just really rails into Jonas and says some really, really hurtful things. She'd warn him that she'd been abusive. But, you know, once Jonas gets to the point where the phone call comes uh, from his ex-wife about his son being kidnapped, which, by the way, man, Quinn, that was an excellent play. But he's just kind of done with all of it. And, of course, he leaves her behind. And uh, then Carrie is set there at the end of the episode uh, waiting for whoever's coming. And you got to love this, seeing two CIA people uh, trying to outthink each other, even though I don't think that Carrie realizes that it's Quinn um, when he shows up I, I or even maybe even suspects. I think that she just thinks that it's whoever is coming to get her is coming to get her. But she knows operational tactics of how anybody would approach that house. And so she positions herself in the perfect place. But the lovely thing is, is that Quinn knows that she would know that, right? He, he expects her to know that and he probably expects an attack. And that's why he's got the vest on, which ends up saving his life. Good thing. She didn't take a headshot, right? Uh, I guess she didn't take a headshot because, uh, she probably wants to identify who the heck it is, you know, that's coming after her. Um, but man, then Quinn is able to sneak up behind her uh, because he understands the kind of technique that a CIA person would use. And, and he uses that against him and comes up behind her. And I never, ever suspected that he would just shoot her outright. I, I didn't even expect that he would uh, choke her um, to death. I was expecting that he was just trying to knock her out. But where is he taking her? What What is he? What What is Quinn's play here? I really don't necessarily believe that Quinn spared her life for sentimental reasons. Um, I can't help but feel like all of this stuff is tied in together somehow. Uh, this evidence of leaving, you know, the fact that everybody knows that Carrie is with Hezbollah or had met with people from Hezbollah. Uh, it's got to be some kind of 
bigger arc or, or breadcrumbs and they need Carrie for some reason. The CIA needs her rather than they're going to kill her like it looked like last week. I just love how they turn everything on its head. Uh, we're going to have to figure out why Quinn having to decode the message in that particular way that was in the box means something because I just can't see that Quinn spared her life for sentimental reasons. I think there has to be some other reason and I don't think it's going to be that Carrie's just going to talk Quinn out of killing her either in next week's episode. It's all got to be tied together to this bigger thing. We'll have to figure out what that is. Hopefully we'll start to get some more information as we go along and hopefully it'll begin next week when uh, you know Quinn and Carrie are facing each other. Just a couple of other things about Saul that I was talking about. That whole U.S. ambassador talk, uh, he can be so cold. And he was really harsh with Allison. He was really harsh with the U.S. ambassador. Uh, he was really harsh with During. And the thing that you hear from Carrie at the uh, beginning or near the beginning of this episode is this isn't the way that Saul used to be. So is he putting on an act for everyone or has he truly become this person and what does that mean uh, for Carrie's fate, for the fate of whatever this operation is? Um, lots of stuff to think about. And even that whole little thing between Quinn and Astrid, uh, I'm not sure I understood the beginning of that. Is that implying that the German intelligence is aware of what happened with Carrie and Hezbollah? I mean, wow. They're, you know, again, just stringing all of those breadcrumbs out for everybody to pick up because they're obviously trying to deflect attention to whatever operation that, that Saul and Dar are about to do. And who is that target? Uh, again, I ask, who is that target? By the way, I, I love the Newman-Laura thing, too, uh, and where that is leading now, because uh, we learned a couple of things about both of them. They're both fugitives in their own home countries, and... I guess it, you have to believe that if you're to trust Laura's story and instincts about Newman. Um, but the fact that Newman's partner switched the drive and is now selling them to the Russians, that no doubt is going to be bad too. And I don't know if that ties into everything or if it's two separate kind of threats going on here. I just don't know. But I loved all of this episode. I really did. I love the double meaning behind the superpowers, you know, referring to Carrie's own kind of superpower when she's off the meds. And, of course, the selling of the U.S. CIA documents to the Russians, to superpowers, if you can still call Russia a superpower, I guess. But loved it. Just loved it. I didn't completely understand some of the twists and turns i'm still having more questions than answers and i think that's the way they want it which is why that i love the fact that there are more questions than answers and all of these new twists and turns in this week's episode again claire danes uh, despite the fact that it's what you expect it never fails to get me when she starts to go off the meds and and that performance it's just so compelling and so amazing. And I really love that they really took the time to develop some some Jonas having to react to that. Um, and the fact that, like any father, um, it's like, okay, screw you. I'm involved in this insane thing with you, but my son is in danger. 
and you think that it doesn't matter and he just leaves her um loved that as well so i don't know if i could give this a 10 scale rating probably close to a nine because i just these are the kind of episodes that i really like i know that they're not for everybody i understand that um sometimes this kind of stuff can seem really weird but I think just with all of the questions that this episode presents and the amazing, uh, again, performance of Claire Danes, of Carrie uh, starting to go off the rails, which, you know, we all hate it when Carrie goes off the rails, but it's the one thing that seems to always save her life, too. So, um, yeah, I think I would give this kind of a nine. Got a quick uh, blog comment from Joan on last week's episode. She put it in the comments there, who says... Uh, the episode should have been titled, and this is in referring to last week's episode, the episode should have been titled, What Appears May Not Be What It Seems. And I think that that was a good call, Joan. It certainly seems that way now after watching this week's episode because we've got a whole new set of circumstances to try and cut through. Um, Joan goes on to say, try to keep this short. Kudos to Allison giving it to Saul about Carrie. And I don't believe for a second that Quinn will kill or attempt to kill Carrie. It still looks like the During Foundation may have some terrorist ties. Maybe Jonas is Jonas using Carrie. And really, Quinn had to decode his next target. I guess next time he should bring his little orphan Annie decoder ring. Yeah, uh, good thoughts, Joan. I, I don't know where we are with the Jonas character. He did seem awfully supportive, and I was definitely thinking that this week, uh, once you had placed that little bug in my mind last week after I'd read your comment. Um, but I just don't know. Um, if if he is um, some kind of connection somewhere, then um, it seems unlikely that he would go to these kind of links to help carry and be as appalled as he was uh, unless he's just a really good actor we'll have to see um and i wonder if the decoding thing is a separate kind of signal to quinn that it's not a kill order instead it is um some kind of uh code that he is uh, supposed to bring her in or something given what we learned at the end of this episode with that drug thing that he gave her well depending on what that shot was. And I guess that's it for this week, folks. Thanks for listening to me. This is Matt. Again, if you have any thoughts about how Homeland is going this season, season five, or if you have any thoughts about any particular episode or you have a complaint about the podcast or or uh, an observation to make that will help me improve it, well, if you leave a review on iTunes... Uh, a written review, that's one way to help me out. Or you can always send an email to homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet at homelandfield. Thanks for joining me. We'll see you next week. Again, I apologize for the tardiness of this particular episode. Maybe next week I might actually get one out to you uh, for your drive on Monday morning. Hopefully so. Take care. Find all back episodes of the podcast and contact and social media information at homelandfielddivisionpodcast.wordpress.com. Submit feedback to the podcast via email at homelandfielddivisionpodcast at gmail.com or by calling the listener line 314-669-1840.